Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. I would like to ask a favor of you if you have an extra 20 or 30 minutes this afternoon or sometime in the next couple of days. When my friend Steve was here, I recorded a episode of the podcast, a bonus episode of The Upside with him. And in there, I propose a couple of podcast ideas. And I would love it if you listened to them and and you too, Callie, everybody who can hear my voice right now and hear my two ideas and decide if they would be good enough for him to pursue. I think you need to stop asking for things like favors because you have an awesome episode coming out today and you have two podcast ideas that you think are so brilliant for Steve who just lost his job. You need to know, should he move forward with the podcast? Should you be pushing him into pot to lean into these ideas because there are ideas that are specific to him and his personality yeah, and what he's talented at. So anyways, I feel like you always say, I have, I, I have a favor. Do I say that too much? All the time. And I feel like you need to, you know, nix that, be done with it and say, Hey, I have a killer podcast. It's super fun because I did it with my best friend, like the longest friend that I have. Right. And he's really funny and he's super smart and cool. And check it out today. I feel like that phrase, can I just ask a favor, should be on your list of phrases. I think it's um, the one where it's like, don't say sorry all the time. Don't apologize all the time. And don't apologize unnecessarily. Don't apologize. Right. But like, don't. And I think it's more geared I think it started originally with women in the workplace. Yes. But it's expanded and 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 I don't know. I, I don't, it's not really a crutch. It's not really a go-to thing, but it's definitely it's a diminishing phrase. I can see why it would It's totally diminishing and you don't need a favor. Right. It's an awesome episode and you right. made it. So be proud of it. Right. I do it all the time too when I talk I about everything. Everything that's involved in promoting something that you're working on. You're like, okay, I just need a favor. Well, no, you don't. It's not a favor. You're doing something great. Check it out. And it's my job, like you said. And it's your job. Okay. So do me a favor. Next time I say, do me a favor, (laughs) point it out to me and, and do me a favor and tell me not to say, do me a favor. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our Upside listeners, in particular, Amy, who listened to the show and then go above and beyond to solve mysteries that we propose. She Googled, do babies blink? 
after yesterday's episode of The Upside. And? They do, but they do it at a much lower rate than adults. See, I told you you would lose a staring contest to the tiny human. After Callie pointed that out, we were at dinner. The, the, the day we recorded that episode, uh, like an hour later, we're sitting at the dinner table. And I start staring at Ellie and she wasn't blinking. She was not blinking. And it was freaking me out. Like, oh, she my was gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. We're raising a psycho serial killer. We have a 10 month old serial killer in the making. Uh, but thank you to Amy. I now know perfectly normal babies don't blink as much as grown folk. So thank my, you. Thank you, Amy. Grateful for you. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for there being no traffic on my way to work in the morning. It's an awesome perk of working the overnight shift. And I got to say, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm routinely in traffic again, like someday when the 1022 company that we have has their own offices and I am commuting to somewhere, right? I'm going to be so shocked at traffic at again. nine to five traffic. And this is from coming from someone who used to dr have a 45 minute commute every day. I one way. I remember when I worked in, in morning radio, cause it's all I've ever done. All I ever did until this podcasting career was morning radio. So I never ever dealt with morning rush hour traffic. And people would, when I would have to go to the radio station, like during the afternoon or go to an event that, that kind of coincided with afternoon rush hour. And I remarked, oh my gosh, there's so much traffic. 99% of the people around me were like, yeah, welcome to the real world. Yeah. You have no idea right. what it's like when I'm sitting, when there's one fender bender like in the center lane, 20 miles from me, but for whatever reason, my exit is backed up by an right. hour. Right. Right. And you're late for a meeting yeah. and you're, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. This is what it's like. Okay. I'll try to remember that. And then the next day I'm sitting in my cushy studio, no memory of it. Yeah. I, it's, it's such an awesome perk. Yeah. Um, I would love to know how you feel like your podcast course went. I, your first, your first night is four weeks. It's a four week long course. Night number one was Tuesday evening and I ended up doing the entire thing live. My original plan was to record chunks of it, but I ended up doing the whole thing live because your gut was telling you to do it live. My gut was telling me to do it live because I, I treat the recording of our podcast almost as a live thing. Like we try mm -hmm. to, we try to do it with as few edits as possible. And right. That's obvious. If you've ever heard the episodes we record where Ellie's in the room. Yeah. So I try to record it with as few episodes as possible, but for my entire career, I've done live radio, stand up comedy st on stage at different things. Live is, is what I do. And the recording part was making me nervous and uncomfortable. So I ended up doing the whole thing live. I loved it. Did it you? Was, yes. It was a full class. Um, we had, if you signed up for the class, you could, you could watch it live as it happened on Tuesday evening, or the entire thing was recorded and I, and I would send it to you after the fact. Uh -huh. We had about 95% of the people, right? If I'm doing my math right, 90% of the people were there live. 
Awesome. And they stayed for the entire course. I think my biggest fear was watching the number and having it go from like 90% to 88 to 82 to 76 to 54 to 11% and have it only be, Uh you know, you know, nobody at the end. Everybody stayed so many kind words. And I realized I am not bad at explaining things. There you go. I am what gets me insecure. And this is so ironic is the wrong word, but it's just we've talked on this show in the past couple months so much. I think it's just come up at different times about the power of just being silent for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you're in in a tough meeting and you feel backed into a corner, just be silent for 10 seconds mm-hmm. and uh, it will change the energy. If you're negotiating something and you want to, you want to get it into a powerful position, just be silent. The what I'm bad at is immediately starting to answer a question. And then when I, and I, I spent quite a bit of time analyzing this. So this is where my answer is coming from. When I immediately start it, when somebody asks me a question, an answer immediately pops into my mind and then I, and I start saying it, but then not five seconds later, I think of something else or something different. And then I want to say that too. So I'm like, oh, actually here's what's better. And then three seconds after that, something else pops into my mind. And I'm like, actually, no, ignore both of those. Here's the right thing. And then I'll explain the whole thing. But I feel like I've confused the whole thing at the beginning. Does that make sense? Uh So I need to start using that power of silence trick, not for an intimidation thing, but when somebody says, To gather what you want to say and say it well. Correct. Do you feel like you nailed it in class? Yes. Good job. I I I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I know you sent it to me um, because, of course, I was enrolled but sleeping. I had, I had notes. Everything was in order. I had a flow. I had like a, what's it called? Like a syllabus or an agenda. Didn't you have a worksheet? I had a worksheet that people got. So I was following a flow. Um, I wanted to keep the class under an hour and it went about five or six minutes long. And I do feel a tiny bit rushed. I felt a little rushed at the beginning. So I'm going to try to do my timing better next for next week. But I think it went really well. I think I gave really good information. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to teach people, but I also wanted to pump them up. I wanted to get them psyched. I wanted to get them excited because I truly believe that there is no bad podcast idea. I do love what you um, always tell people. And I I have learned this from you and I have taken it to um, the talent that I have worked with because I think it's so smart. And... In anything that you do, if you are excited about it, that's what makes it exciting. Yes. To other people. That's what will attract other people to you. Yes. So I think a lot of us, and I know I kind of feel like I did this with blogging. Like I was trying to fit into a pre-made mold. Correct. Instead of just saying, hey, this is what I'm passionate about. Is anybody else weird like me and want to, you know, and, and and do it this way? And I think we're all a little bit scared of not doing it the way that we quote unquote think we should or, and that goes for anything in life, a work project or parenting your kids or, you know, who just being who you are. 
Um, but the if you're passionate about it, if you're breaking the mold, that's interesting and it's compelling and it's awesome. And being yourself pays off. I don't, I don't, I'm, like, I love animals, but I don't particularly care about, like, a TV show about animals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to watch a show about animals tonight. But when I was, like, if I'm scrolling through or was in the past and would see Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, who was so passionate yes. about every set. Crikey, look at the size of this goldfish. If you have it, and it could be a goldfish in a bowl. It could be a goldfish in a bowl, but he was so fired up. Look at the brilliant colors, mate. You know, and you had to stop and watch. That's how I feel about the sports guys at work. Like we have two sports guys at work, uh, Andy Scholes and Coy Wire, and they are so excited about sports that it makes me excited about sports. And I would not click on a single story that they talk about every day, but I'm so fascinated in what they're saying because they're so pumped up about it. Yeah. So Steve Irwin. That kind of came up. At, I mean, that definitely was a big part of the course. So I will say this. I'm, I'm definitely going to do the course again. And I'm, I'm going to talk to um, the people I'm working with to, who are helping with the course about getting the so you can even before I like announce the next sign up list, mm -hmm. you can get on the sign up list. Yeah, yeah I just got to figure out how to do that. So it moves from the course that's already happening to like the next course. Um, but I will say that to all of that to say, if you have a podcast idea in your head that you think that you feel strongly about and you think you could speak strongly about that topic, then do it because you, the audience will find you if you could be passionate about it. All right. I want to. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I want to propose to you a segment could be like a reoccurring segment it could happen just a couple times or it could be like something that we just do today and bleh, you don't like it but i would like to call this segment supreme court cali and i will present to you because i have started finding well i've always found them but i've started paying more attention to people who use the internet to try to get help for their situations and some of them are really, really compelling, really, really interesting. And they make me go, huh, I wonder what I would do. So my challenge will be, because I think this is going to be tough for you because you you're going to want to hear all sides of the story or whatever. But I'm just going to share with you a short version of the question posted on the Internet. And you have to mull it over for just a few seconds and then deliver a verdict. Okay. And, and say why. Can we play Law & Order music yes. while I'm deliberating? Yeah, I don't have it right now, but I can find it. What? Isn't that Law & Order? No. No. Okay. So I've got three, like, quick examples, okay? It just totally, um, it's complete coincidence that two of them have to do with weddings. Okay. Because I think I've been looking at those wedding boards that people recommended for the other podcast idea I okay. about a week or two ago. But, okay, so... I'll propose the idea. You can ask one or two questions, but you can't dig in and you have to render a verdict. Okay. You can't say no thing. Okay. Here's the first one. Uh, 
I'm having a problem with my wedding party. About eight years ago, I was a bridesmaid, bridesmaid in my childhood friend's wedding. We were friends since birth. She got married eight years ago. I was in her wedding. Since then, she has moved away with her husband, and we still stay in touch and see each other when we're in the same town, but I wouldn't consider her a close, close friend. But I just got engaged, and I think the expectation is that I include her in the wedding. Do I have to include her because she included me in hers? Supreme Court Callie, what's your verdict? This is where I need my music to come in. So you're not thinking in silence with all ears riveted on you? Yeah, pretty is much. That, is that a thing? Like if you don't get me, don't get me off the topic because I, I then I won't be able to remember what it's about. Because well, the question was about the topic. Like if okay. you if you invite someone to be in your wedding, is the expectation that that they will include you in theirs? I think it depends on how old you are. Do we know how old these people are? I do not. Well, eight years ago, so let, let's, ass, let's assume 24 and 32, if that helps. So they were 24 when the first okay. wedding happened. They're 32 now. Okay. And how often do they talk? Um, she says, uh, but after she got married, she moved away with her husband. We see each other when we're in the same town and talk occasionally, but I would no longer consider her a great friend. There's no wrong answer. Like, I'm not going to call the person No, out, I know. know, but I, I have two opinions. Obviously, you said this is going to be hard for me, and I was like, no, it's not. Um, this, is why, this is why I think this segment will be great, because you are so focused on being fair that I don't think you'll <laughs> be able to render a verdict on any of these. Um, and with gonna- my knees trembling, I will render a verdict, and I will say... You know, people are screaming right now with like at the podcast saying, just say it. No, you don't have to include her in your wedding. (gasps) Really? Just kidding. Uh, I have so much more I want to say. You can say more. Oh, what I want to say is you just have to be okay with her being sad or feeling left out or whatever. Like, I feel like weddings in your 30s are different than weddings in your 20s. And when you get married in your 20s, like everyone is your bridesmaid. And then very rarely will I see anyone getting married into their 30s that has like a huge wedding party. Really? Because I feel like in the South especially – it's almost like the older you get, the more your wedding party grows. But I don't want to. Cl- I don't want to cloud the issue. You're the expert. You've rendered your verdict. Because I think about that about our wedding, like who wouldn't be in it now? Yeah, that wasn't just because things have, things change. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? I can think of one person. <laughs> hmm. I'm still trying to decide how. Well, I meant on my side, but yeah, yeah obviously, um, there would be one less female groomswoman on your side yeah or at least move to like no no gone <laughs> i was gonna say or move no, to somewhere gone. where they're not in the background of every single one of our pictures gone i don't you know what i've thought about having somebody photoshop that um okay i'm gonna give you the next wedding one all right ken 
And I don't have a lot of details, so you can't ask a lot of details. So I don't know. Okay. But the situation is this. It's another bridesmaid scenario. A woman asks somebody to be in her wedding. With six weeks to go, she decides to cut the wedding party smaller. I believe that it has to do with the groomsmen, like the groomsmen thing was smaller. So she cut bridesmaids out of her wedding. Question is, can the bridesmaid sue the bride to recoup the costs associated with being a bridesmaid? She is a bridesmaid. She has incurred to that point. Heck yeah. Okay. That was the easy one for you. Well, that is because that is so tacky. All right. And here's the third one. The third case in front of Supreme Court Cali. Uh, a mom is wondering if she can change her two-year-old child's first name. The reason is the child's name is A-L-E-X-A. And she thinks it's going to be a nightmare when she grows up. Because of the smart speaker by Amazon. So in front of the court, I ask you, can a mom change a two-year-old's two name because she thinks it will be terribly inconvenient as the child gets older? Can or should? Uh, I guess should, because she can. You can change your name. Right. However you want. Should, no, find a nickname. So keep the original name and just make up and start calling her like Schmoopy. No, keep the original name and yeah. then call, uh, is it a him or her? Call well, him her. or her. It would be a her because the name, her first name is A-L-E-X-A. Call her Lex or Alex or anything like that or just her name. And get a different uh, brand of smart speaker. I think she's worried about bullying. Which I think is a kind of a valid concern. No, legal names are legal names. Find a nickname. Okay. What did we find out was the, was the cutoff? You can, you can have a baby in this world for s unnamed for, was it six months? I think it's six months. And then after six months, you actually have to go to court. Because we know somebody who couldn't decide on their child's name. Well, you have to, you have to, yes. Yeah, you can, I, I don't know how it works. We know somebody who, who, who went almost a year before settling on a name for their child, but it had to be legally done. No, they actually, it had to be legally done. So they just said, oh, well, we won't get it legally done. We'll just call him something else. So what they but, refer to as his legal name is not his legal name legally. But in order for it to be his legal name, they now they have, have to, to go, go to court, court because yes. they waited longer than I believe it's six months. Yes. So, okay. Um, I like that segment. I think it's funny watching you struggle. I do think it need, <laughs> I think it needs music and I think you need a gavel. Oh yeah. I want a gavel. You want to make sure that your home is a sanctuary, a place for you to escape from all the chaos in the world. You want it to be comfortable, but you also want it to be functional. Joybird has you covered. Joybird makes online furniture ordering easy and fun. They've got curated collections that will help you find the perfect piece for your one-of-a-kind style, but they've also got 18,000 customization options. You can book a virtual showroom appointment and chat with a stylist 
from the comfort of your own home. They've got leathers, they've got velvets, they've got wood, whatever the fabric, whatever the textures that's right for you, they've got you covered. They're committed to creating quality furniture and a more sustainable future. Each piece is made with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. And through partnerships with groups like One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping conserve and restore Earth's most precious natural resources. Quality craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistant fabrics, and limited lifetime warranty. Joybird furniture can handle anything your family throws at it. Literally, Joybird stands by its quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything you hope for, send it back. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird by going to joybird.com slash upside and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash upside. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Before I started therapy, I thought it really wouldn't make much of a difference in my life to go to therapy. And I remember having the thought, I mean, honestly, what can they really help me with that I can't work through myself? It's hard to understand the value of therapy before you start going, but once you match with the right person, the impact that it has on your life is profound. Not only am I more confident in myself than when I started, but I know that I always have a safe, unbiased place to talk through whatever is on my mind. If you've never tried therapy before, or you've told yourself that it really won't make a difference in your life, I encourage you to give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash upside. If you're hiring somebody for your business, especially for your small business, you need somebody with a very specific set of skills. But how do you know who's really best for the role? You can save time and screen for quality candidates with the skills you need using Indeed assessments. You can choose from 135 skills tests to help you make sure you're finding applications from people who have the skills you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed is going to deliver four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level with the staff and managers that are going to get you there, get with Indeed. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. Get started right now. You can get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash the upside. That's a $75 credit at indeed.com slash the upside. Once again, indeed.com slash the upside. This offer is valid through the end of September per terms and conditions do apply. Today's quote of the day is life is too short to not be pursuing the best opportunity you know of. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. This one is so, I, th I guess it would apply to, to us probably two or three times a week. But yesterday, I watched Callie 
walking through the kitchen and pick up a bunch of about four bananas that are far past their. But we've only had them in our kitchen for two days. Right. They, they're just, there's some of those magic bananas that come from the grocery store and sit on the counter and then immediately turn brown. Yeah. I hate those. Yeah. Well, these magic bananas went brown. We didn't feel like making banana bread. So they went into the garbage. Here is a fact. Um, a new study reveals that the average American spends $1,500 a year on food that they never Ugh, eat. I hate that. That works out to be a little over $100 a month. I hate that. So not only is that is that financially suck, right, that you have to throw away the food like that, but the the food waste. That's what I have an issue with, like the food waste, and there are people – probably within 200 feet of us that need food, you know? They could have used that bunch of bananas or whatever. Yeah. You know what it is for me? Like I – there's – I think everybody throw, you know, has the banana thing or whatever and it goes back. Lettuce. Lettuce. I do all the time with lettuce. Um, what really bothers me is when I buy something for a recipe that is kind of unique and I'm like, oh, I'll just find other recipes that use this ingredient and then like three years later, I find it in the back of the fridge. Are you saying that um, as you or are you saying that because it's something that annoys you about me? I It annoys me when we both do it. You um, do it with like – like you decide you want to be like a healthy baker. So you get all these yeah, like really do. weird flowers and all this other stuff. And then a year later, we find nine pounds of different types of flour each with a cup out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was delicious the one time you made it, but, mm -hmm. uh, okay. My, my second random thing is the most productive time of the week is actually Monday just before noon. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that, but people come into Monday mornings, fired up, ready to tackle the well week. Rested. Well rested. Yeah. Um, and then about mid morning, everything starts kicking on all cylinders and 10.54 a.m. is the most productive dime of the day. Wow. The company that did this survey is like a smart person company. They weren't just saying, yeah, it's not one of the surveys for the sake of doing a survey. Uh, they're, they did this and they realized, or they shared this information with managers and said, you should not schedule Monday morning meetings. Let people be productive. Let people be productive. Um, and my third and final random thing, uh, if you're looking for a place to travel, you might want to consider Denver, Colorado, because the Kempton Hotel Monaco in Denver, Colorado has a package where the night you check in, they will welcome you with puppies and Prosecco. They actually bring a bottle of Prosecco to your room with a couple of shelter puppies that you can hang out and a charcuterie board. You can have some snacks. You just hang out in your room and relax with a puppies and Prosecco package. Last time we did that, we came home with Lily. That's true. So, <laughs> so, so buyer beware, you're getting a dog. Uh, those are my three random things. I have to admit something here here is my like philosophy that i will hang my hat on it is important to me to teach ellie this i will live and die by this i think that everyone should own their stuff like if you make a mistake or something isn't going right just own it what, you know did, what, I, I mean? what did i do no you didn't do anything oh, okay we sent the pick me up out late um oh yeah and it was just no, like, that wasn't you. That was me. 
Well, it actually was you, but I wasn't going to out you. I was going to say we, because we are a partner team, uh, sent the pick me up out late. And I wrote the note that goes, because there's a note in the beginning of every pick me up that either Jeff or I writes. And I wrote it and I'm like, yeah, this is late. It's coming out a day late. And basically because we forgot to click the button that says send. And that's what happened there. And the thing is that I need you to remember, and I thought this is a good reminder for everyone because I know that we're all busy. You are just one person. You don't have eight arms. You can't be in three places at once. And you only have one set of eyes, one brain, whatever. Like you only, you are one human being. That said, so is everyone else. So the dialogue in your head that everybody else is doing 5 million things while being in three different places at once and like this fantasy that you have in your head is a fantasy and you're not alone. Just own it. The more we own it, the more we will all feel less alone. So that's what I decided to do yesterday in the pick me up because I was just like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I wish that we were on time, but we're late and we don't have eight arms or, you know, yep. uh, 36 hours in the day, but you don't either. You don't either. And I think we all, you know, it's a good reminder for everybody. Cause I think, I know I often look at people and I'm like, oh my gosh, that person does it all. They have it all. No, they don't. So if, no, you, they don't. if you want to subscribe to the pick me up uh, newsletter, which will arrive in your mailbox some weekday afternoon or maybe a weekend <laughs> afternoon, it'll show up uh, probably once a week. Uh, you can do that by going to callieandchef.com. And thanks to George's own Credit Union for sponsoring the Pick Me Up and also being patient with our distribution schedule. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about the upside from their friends. Please tell everyone Somebody you know about this podcast so the amazing upside community what can continue to grow. Like, they wanted me to try to explain what overthinking is because we've talked on the on the podcast how I tend to overthink things. And everybody does it from time to time, but I think I do it a lot. And so they, they were like, what does that mean? Like, can you explain overthinking to me and I had a great example present itself to me just the other day got a nail in my tire take the tire to the garage to to see if they can fix it and it turns out they can't they have to give me a whole new tire now I think the tires on my car they're certainly not new I think they have some life left in them but I feel like somebody once told me that you should replace tires in pairs for, okay. for whatever reason. And I kind of asked the guy about it and he's like, no, the other tire is fine. And I'm like, okay, but I don't, kind of don't think it's fine. 
I think it gets kind of worn down, but I don't know. I don't know about tires. And he wasn't trying to upsell me, which is kind of the expectation for an auto repair place is that mm-hmm. you're gonna get upsold. So I never brought up the tire thing. It's been on my mind since then. And I've gone through every possible scenario, except acceptance of the fact that maybe my other tire truly was fine. And he's like, I'm not gonna sell this guy two tires. He only needs one, right? Mm -hmm. So with the exception of what he said to be the truth, I've gone through every other scenario. And here's the one that that my overthinking brain has settled on. The other tire is probably fine. Um, and I, maybe I could use a new one, maybe I couldn't, but because I'm on the fence, he didn't tell me about it because he knows it was about a month ago that we brought your car in and that was a really expensive repair. So right. he probably feels bad for me. So he's not gonna sell me two tires when I can get away with one, but I probably need two tires and maybe I should go ask somebody else. That my friends is what overthinking is like. Hi, Callie and Jeff. My name is Carrie. I love you guys. I listen almost every day and I catch up the days that I don't. Um, but I had to call in even though I have like super anxiety about calling anyone. Um, whenever you talked about Callie blowing on her ice cream. So I totally do that too. Um, last night, actually, I caught myself blowing on my salad. So embarrassing. My husband looked at me. He didn't even say anything. I don't think he even... I don't know what he thought. But anyway, I think it's because I have sensitive teeth. I don't know if Callie's the same way, but that was so funny. I had to share. I love you guys. I love Ellie. Have a great day. I am a proud paying customer of Rothy's Shoes. They are super comfortable. They are incredibly cute. They offer flats. They offer loafers. And my personal favorite, the sneaker style. And they have a ton of colors and patterns. And they also make super spacious, washable bags. That's right. I said washable. I've had my original pair of Rothy's for years now, and they look the same as they did the day that I got them. Because when I get them dirty, or honestly, when they start to smell, I throw them in the wash on a cold, delicate cycle, and then I let them air dry. My biggest gripe with flats in general is that when you love them, you wear them. And at some point, you have to retire them because they get so worn out. Well, not with Rothy's. Rothy's is a shoe that you'll never have to retire. It's a shoe you can purchase knowing that you're getting your money's worth because Rothy's products will look new over and over and over again, no matter what life throws your way. Step up your summer wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash upside to find your new warm weather favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Cindy. Um, Jeff, you hit on it this morning. This is in reference to the friend breakup about sometimes people are only in your life for a chapter. Years ago, a principal was addressing the staff and he told us this quote, and I love it. People are in your life either for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And when you embrace that, then it becomes a little easier when people have to move on because it's going to happen. There's no way we can focus on making everybody a lifetime friend. So just thought I would share that a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Hi, good morning, Kelly and Jeff. Um, I was listening this morning where you guys were talking about Stella 
Um, there is actually an ex- excellent documentary about this, and it's called Hot Coffee. Um, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime. Um, but, yeah, it goes into all of the details. Um, this poor woman was actually, you know, hospitalized with second, um, if not third-degree burns. It was it was a whole ordeal. Um, but, yeah, the documentary does an excellent job of telling both sides of the story. So just wanted to put that out there. If you guys want more info, uh, the documentary is called Hot Coffee. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey, guys. Really enjoyed your Stella story today to give some perspective. I never knew a lot of that. So thank you. It was very insightful. I know that Starbucks serves their coffee between 150 and 170 degrees. That's what their coffee urns monitor it at. If you get like a freshly brewed coffee that has just finished brewing, it will be um, closer to 190 because the hot water at Starbucks is 200 degrees from the hot water spout. Just thought I would share that fun fact on the coffee train. Okay, bye. If you do a kind act for someone, your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given. Do the good deed and stay upsidey.